Yo, yo, we are back on another episode of uh, North of Samora. There's a special one. We got a special guest today. I am the, the private one, a.k.a. Tutu, a.k.a. Indlani, joined by the smarter one, Mr. Uh, Valentine MacGyver. I'm <laughs> <laughs> the smarter one. <laughs> How are you, man? I'm good, man. How's it going? Good, good. Today we got a guest, special guest for both of us, but for me especially, because uh, this uh, I call him secretly. He doesn't know us, but I call him Ho, because he really is Jay Z of the family. <laughs> he is uh, my <laughs> youngest brother, Mr. Mandlet Tani. He's here. Decided he was, you know, grateful enough for him to join us, talk a little bit of footy and whatnot. How are you, man? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks for that introduction. Um, yeah, I like that. I'm good. Can't complain. Uh, yeah, thank you for having me. And yeah, I'm actually excited. Dope, dope. Well, uh, well, you know, you want to let the people know just a little bit about yourself, where you've been, what you've been up to, Manda. I know you're in Zim, I know, but you know, just a little quick run, just a little intro for the people. Okay, uh, that sounds good. So, yeah, I've been in Zim since last year, January. I'm currently working for Old Mutual. I'm a legal advisor there. Um, I was in the UK since 2018 before uh, coronavirus came through and messed up all our plans. Uh, but Lord willing, next year I'll be, you know, north on the, in the north again. Um, so, yeah, and that just, you know, enjoying watching football again. Um, weekends mean something now. Um, yeah, I'm a yeah, yeah, diehard United fan, diehard Jay Z fan. Yeah, Joe, listen to that man, so smooth with it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, well, you know, as you mentioned, we're here to talk footy mostly, and uh, you know, the game yesterday, you know, took my BP all the way up and down. Um, how do you guys feel? How do you guys, what were you guys thoughts in the game? Uh, I'll let Mandla go first, since he's the guest. I don't want to ruin, I don't want to ruin the moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks, thanks for that, Vali. Um, yeah, like you and me both, Delos, um, my BP was just through the roof. Um, when we went one no down, I didn't worry too much because I knew, you know, we have too much individual brilliance um, all over the pitch that in games where our lack of system or whatever the case may be is coming mm-hmm. to, is like a barrier. I always know that somebody there will do something. Like that's that's how great our individual quality is. And I think until we find the right balance, we're going to have to rely on, on that uh, more than anything. But in terms of the game, yeah, it was, yeah, first off, I just think we're just a little bit too slow. Everything was just at pedestrian speed. Um, Second half, yeah, second half, my BP was even worse, even though the subs did make an impact like Lingard and Sancho. They were, you know, quick passes. They were trying to make make things happen. Uh, Shocking refereeing. Uh, We should have had at least one penalty. Um, 
right. yeah it's, it's yeah it's it's the balancing i think that's 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 the one thing that i've noticed is that you know the balance is not quite there yet um especially when we're starting games the balance is not quite there yet. yeah the lack of a you know a progress a cdm that we've all been crying for it does play a part but i do think we can still do things better. I just wish we were better in possession. If we were just very good in possession, we wouldn't be worrying about this. But a lot of our players are careless. I just simple passes. They're really, really careless. So, yeah. Um, overall, yeah. Like I said, I, I expected us to win that game. And I expect us to win most of these toughish games, Aston Villas, your Everton's, because of the firepower that we have. But it's now when we face, you know, the Liverpool's, the Chelsea's, um, I'm putting Arsenal in that bracket purely because Arteta has all his number. Um, so yeah, that's my worry. But all the other games, we should we should see them through just because of our brilliance up top. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more, man. Like when it comes to the talent that we have, like I'm never afraid of the sharp end of the stick because I know we've definitely got that in abundance. The problem for me then comes with getting the ball and progressing it up the pitch. And I, I think I, in the group I said a yeah. bunch of times, Kuti, hey, bruh, the quality that we have is just not there in midfield. And I think it's an area that hasn't been addressed in such a long time. And I think teams so are beginning long. to target us in that in those spots. Like, like Ferguson didn't even do it, man. Like Ferguson would take his time sorting out the midfield. So it's, it's a stupid thing that we don't solve. Yeah. Sorry, continue, man. It's just this is frustrating <laughs> to me. Man. Word, man. Like it's a grab for everybody. Like we've never taken the midfield position serious uh, after Michael Carrick was signed. No, like after Carrick was signed, yeah, was just no, he five. was so worried. That's exactly what Ole is doing as well. He's not going to do anything until he gets Declan Rice, because then he's like, ah, I'm set. Mm. Declan, I am set. That's what he's trying to do, because that's what fucking Ferguson did. Yeah. It's it's really annoying because you you can have you can have players with stop gaps so before you get the player that you want. Like managers do this all the time where they get players where they know what to, you know, yeah you're not a long long term project you're just someone I'm getting for for the interim. Uh, usually someone experienced. Um, there are lots of there are lots of players in that in that mold. Uh, but the disappointment yeah. of not getting that person is just frustrating. And then like no disrespect to Fred and McTominay, like I think if they have someone more nuanced playing around them would be fine uh, because they do a job absolutely if McTominay and Fred they do a job like if you can tell them to be the, the yeah. I, I don't want to sound blasphemous but the N'Golo Kante like just um, tidy up put, uh, recycle the ball I think we'll be alright mm-hmm. but the fact that we don't have something like that mm-hmm. we're playing mm-hmm. two traditional CDMs in midfield or you know cl- mm-hmm. quote unquote classic CDMs we don't have a deep line playmaker alternative which is what we had in like Michael Carrick where Carrick was, you know, that guy who would uh, was able to defend and using anticipation and then distribute the ball. We don't have that. And it shows because right. we can't get the ball where we need it to be. And the more we do that, the more we force guys like Bruno to drop deeper, the more we um, we force our wings to invert because they're, they're hoping to pick up the ball. And then, you know, our fullbacks don't really get into position or in the positions we'd like them to. Like, I think Pep tried it, Cool City, when he tried that whole inverted fullbacks thing. Um when you went, mm. they'll tuck in, uh, and it'll be sort of like a, I don't know, there'll be a three midfield because he knew he had enough out wide, but he didn't have enough down in the middle, uh, especially when Nanza and um, KDB was out. But it, this, this is the frustration I had yesterday. We could have created so many more chances. We could have buried them, but, you know, only football, you know, it is what it is. Man, you know, I think 
the thing that I've learned, at least from the, the game, is that you remember last season when um, remember last season in the beginning when Pogba was just trash, mm-hmm. like he was just not yep. fit at all, still recovering. Like Manley, you remember that? Yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah, and what happened? You you got benched. Everybody was saying this man needs to be benched, and he got benched, and then momentum kicked in from there because he got benched. He was barely playing, and then we picked up a run of games, and that's when our way record started started forming. He needs to do that with Fred, because more than anything, like Manla mentioned yesterday, Fred is losing 50-50s, man. Every time when he's playing trash, if he, the thing about Fred that always made sense is that he could be whack in his passing, but when he was off the ball, he was magnificent. And so you're like, I I, I can do with the, 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 the side passing and passing to Harry Maguire if I know that you know, when we don't have the ball, you can win it for me high up the pitch and we can turn that into a counterattack very quickly. And that was always his value. But he's losing 50-50s right now. Like, and that was just not yesterday. I saw that against young boys. He was seeing fire. The previous game before that, he was seeing, he's just seeing a lot of fire right now, you know, in in his overall game and not his offense. And then it's translating to offensive side of, of things where we now need you to progress the ball. You know, and his his off the ball work is a version of him progressing the ball because if you can win it high up the pitch, get it to the creative players, and they go from there, and that's like the whole formula. But when he's losing that, bruh, bench him. I'd rather you know, I'd rather you know put McTominay and Pogba together and say, hey, guys, just hold it together, and then play Matic, you know, Sekuru Matic here and there, just you know, because I think, I think that's right now, man. Fred is is playing against us, bruh. Yeah, yeah, no, Fred. I don't, I don't. Yeah, with Fred, like, like you said, you know, when he, when his passing, we always know Fred. He's not, you know, for especially for Brazilian, his passing is awful. Fine, that's fine. But he usually made up for it just in terms of his hustle, his work ethic. He was always getting stuck in there. But this season, everything he's doing is bad. He's losing. Yeah, just simple, simple, like. 50, yesterday's game, I was counting. I was like, this is like four 50-50s. He's, and it's not like he's coming up against, you know, Yaya Torre looking on. Mm. He's, he's just, he's, he's, you know, he's Scandinavian. On. He's, he's, I don't know, he's Polish on, wherever they're from. And he's losing out on sliding tackles, 50 shoulder to shoulder. I'm like, dude, then when he gets to the box, um, they even did like, you know, on Supersport, I don't know if you saw it, Valley, the way they were they were showing our midfield problem and how many times we get to the edge of the box. Mm. And it was mainly Fred. Pogba was, was at fault for a couple of, but mainly Fred. Fred gets to the edge of the box and it's like, okay, fine. They've, they've obviously blocked your path, you know, to go straight through them. But just a simple pass to whether it's Pogba or to, you know, one Basako or Shaw, this guy, like what? It's like, oh, like, are you on our side or what? What are you actually doing? Because mm-hmm. you're not winning 50-50s. You're not recycling the ball well. It's, yeah, we're not asking you to be Andrea Perlo. No, we're not asking that of yeah. of him. But it it was it's more just just simple simple recycling that he's he's not good at. So I think time on the bench it will definitely light a fire up under him because he's gonna know that yeah competition is now stiff you know so hopefully he has the same reaction that um the other ones that that got their facial stick 
De Gea, for example, Lingard is another example. You know, all these ones, they got it. Ah, De Gea got it, especially for me. Hey, I'm not calling for that on Z. <laughs> but, you know, he's back, to, <laughs> he's back to winning us games and he's back to hopefully that penalty save can can do his penalty saving confidence to go up because, yeah, one save in five years is, is, is not it, bro. Mm. Yeah, I feel nah, he, Dave is back to being his best, man. He's so safe now. He, you know, when their games... There were games last season where you're like a cross comes and you're like, mm, do you have that? Now, you know, even a shot from outside the box, bruh. Like there was a shot in the second half that came outside the box and I was just there like, ah, Dave got that. Last season, though, I <laughs> last season, Chad, he had some howlers, bruh. Remember the FA Cup, bruh, the back pass that just went through his legs? My guy, bruh. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Stuff of nightmares, man. But... Like the, the penalty save meant a lot to him. I could see, like it, it meant quite a bit to him. I meant a lot. Yeah, that he had, I meant a lot, bro. Yeah, that at some at some degree had sort of kind of come back as a player, which I was like, you know, this is exactly what we need uh, you to be, you know, feeling this confident. And for a keeper, it's big because for a keeper, it's like scoring a goal, basically. So I was like, okay, cool. But what I'm also what I also hope to see, um, hopefully, when Frey gets dropped, is more adventure in midfield. To be honest, when it comes to selection, because. In the Prem, you can get away with one holding mid. You can get away literally with one person doing the hard work. Okay. I think Chelsea is a good example of this. They play Jorginho in midfield, and Jorginho is not the fastest man on the pitch. Like he, like they are, they are trolls on on Twitter who routinely post videos of Jorginho unable to outpace the referee. That is just how you can work with the whole with one holding midfield. And I think even um, even City does the same thing. Where they, they 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 play traditionally with one holding mid and a bunch of creative guys around them. So my thing is like if you can't change formations, like switch to something like a four three three whatever. Obviously because you need to accommodate Bruno, who's basically a second striker. Um, but you have to make tough decisions like that. Bruno can play it on the right or the left. He's done that a couple of times before. Uh, it calls for some tough calls, but it doesn't seem like all is ready. And I think his willingness not to be able to change the way uh, he's doing yes, things yeah. is the biggest problem. Exactly. It's 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 really there's a stubbornness that was set in that I understand why there was stubbornness, but it's now there's too much talent in the squad for him to be stubborn about uh, about his approach to this. Like we really honestly should be if we were to switch to Chelsea's formation, we would be unstoppable. Mm. We would be unstoppable even with Fred in midfield. We would be absolutely unstoppable if we switched to that formation. And we don't even have to have the same system about positioning and closeness and whatnot. We just have to have the same thing. The thing that he was he had in 1920 when he had all those injuries and he had to make a plan. And then we started looking scary with kids. You know, that if we switched to that, we would be insane until we got a holding midfielder that can allow. But even now, I think it calls now, especially with Varane and Maguire, it does call for now... I think they always wanted McTominay to be that player more than Fred. And I think now if McTominay can get a run of games, then there's absolutely no reason why Fred should be starting every game until he has some run of form. Like we have to treat – he has to just treat it like he treated Pogba. When Pogba was, Pogba was playing trash and it was evident, everybody said drop him, drop him, and then they did drop him. You know, Fred needs to get dropped, man. I'm sorry. He needs to get dropped and run McTominay and Pogba as one and then Matic and Van der Beek as the other and run that for like a few games and then mix and match between those four players and say, Fred, listen, man, we, hey, I need to see it, bro. 
I need to see it. And when you get in, we'll get you some minutes. And when you earn it, you got to earn your place back, yeah. There's too much. We got security at the back now. Because even if you put in um, Bailly and Lindelof, you're fine. You're absolutely fine. I In some games, you can get away with it. And then you can be more adventurous. Because the thing that we're struggling with right now is that up top is fine. The defense is fine. Pakati manji. You know? And that's a trade that he got from Ferguson. And that's stubbornness. Because Ferguson got keen and then said, cool. <laughs> fine. Roy Ince, you can go, man. I am cool. I'm going to put Paul Scholes, the worst tackler in the world, next to Roy Keane. And, you know, then Nicky Budd next to Roy Keane. And, you know, just roll like that for 10, 15 years. <laughs> Daylight robbery, right? <laughs> Bruh. For 10, 15 years. And then you got Michael Carrick and he did the same shit. Dude, how do you win a, how do you win a championship with Cleverly in your midfield, bruh? Like, what was he doing, dude? <laughs> Cleverly and Anderson as well. Anderson also featured, um, what's, what's that guy's name? Academy guy. Gibson. What a very good, yeah, Gibson. Yeah, Gibson. <laughs> I was actually seeing some highlights. I don't know what highlights I was seeing on YouTube yesterday. And it was the, the 10, 10, 11, no? 10, 11. Yeah, the 2011 season. Um, mm. And I was watching, and I was like, man, Gibson features in a lot of these games, bro. Like, <laughs> Gibson, what if oh, I you shoot this mm. That's about it. That, that's about it from that Gibson, is that yeah. he really he, he had a good foot on him. Yeah, <laughs> it was horrible. But, you know, I, I guess when you're Fergie, you can get away with, you know, putting Scholes and Key next to each other. They don't complement each other at I mean, they kind of do. One is good at tackling, the other one is good. But I think... Roy Keane had a really good football brain, so he you might not have seen it in his takers, but you know just his no, yeah, the wall running and mm. yeah, he was very intelligent. So what he lacked in terms of his takers, he made up for in, in his head. So that's that's I think that's why we we need McTominay is that guy. He should be that guy, you know, because I think we can mold McTominay into what what we want to a certain extent. But um, yeah, Ole. Only has 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 his sights set on Declan Rice, so I just don't know how that's gonna work if we want Holland, Holland as well. I don't know how we're gonna get the two of them next summer. We're not going to. Man. I think because Declan Rice's prices is doing to drop. I think uh, dude, that's English tax, English tax, but there's nothing like crazy gonna drop. These guys mm-hmm. are gonna stay expensive for a very long it's, time. Yeah, you know it's eighty million now, so if it drops to sixty, then you know I think that's what they're hoping for. Yeah, but you think, do you think West Ham will take 60 even if it's a release clause? He's an England starter. They're going to want it, you know, bang for him. There's nah, no England players. No, they're going to want 75 and above. Yeah, yeah so there's no yeah, way. There's really no way of saying this price is going to drop unless it's like some stipulation in his contract. So, to be honest, I, I think this whole Declan Rice is another it's, it's another pie in the sky. It's it's um, it's like Zano promising anything. It's we, We're not going to see it um, as, much, <laughs> as much as we want. It's, it's just going to be... One of those things, you know, I, I bet you one thing, if we don't get um, Declan Rice uh, next window or whenever, he's going to be our Wesley Snyder. That every season we're going to hear it nonstop. Is Declan Rice going to United? And I think it's worth uh, time to be honest. Because uh, I feel like there are people out there who we could actually have talked Like Saul, like, I, I don't know where, where he wanted to play positionally, but even in a midfield where he's playing with yeah. the holding midfield, with holding midfielder, it would have worked because the dude is smart enough, you know, to operate in those positions, and he didn't really have a place, I think, anymore at uh, at Atletico. So that could have been a viable alternative, uh, you know, to push the agenda. Even Donny Van de Beek, like people think he's this 
attacking midfielder. Dude played central midfield for like most of the time that he was at Ajax. And yeah, he did play higher up the pitch. I remember the game against Madrid when the ball was playing, I think, behind the striker. But with, with Ajax players, if he's, a, if he's a number 10, he can play 8 and 6. Like, they just train that way. Uh, the nuance, obviously, will differ in yeah, terms right. of, you know, how effectively can he play in that position. But when it comes to being able to do it, he can. We saw that with, um, what's it called? Uh, I, I saw that in the academy with Tim, uh, uh, Foster Mensa when he was still with the reserves. He could play right back, center back, mm. holding mid-8 comfortably. Um, so I think Donny should be tried out in that position. I don't know why this, the, he's so shy to play him there. Um, he's obviously going to offer a slot more than it's, playing both. I think frame. it's because of his off the ball. Ah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ah, think... Guys, we, we can't keep making excuses for not playing Donny, at least at the very least trying, because Fergie would at the very least say, you know what, I'll give you three run of games. Like there was this rule back, day, back in the no, day. No, I do agree. He needs to get a run of games there to see it. I think that the worry was always about his defensive work. Because that role, that's that, that that role is less about the progressiveness. It's more about being able to read danger, and being able that that that's the key about it, is being able to read danger. That's the that's what they want in that role. That's why they're tentative about putting him in there because he's re because he did play midfield, but he's retrained his brain. He said that he he said that he had to retrain his way of playing to play as a number ten. So there's things about midfield that he has lost and forgotten and he has kind of relearned. So I do agree he needs a run of games there for him to get familiar with it. And I think if he does, he'll be able to then have a, a, a better understanding of what to do there. It's just that now his brain thinks too much like a number 10 and less like a number a number 8. Yeah, but that, 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 that all comes with the amount of exposure given to the position because you can do it in training all you yeah, want but yeah. what what obviously yeah. makes sense or what 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 will obviously then show is what he does on the pitch so i think giving him three run of games being like yeah bro listen you're the only option like single swim is is one of the greatest motivators for anyone to either excel or figure out it is not for them and if he gets a run and it doesn't work out i wouldn't mind i wouldn't be happy i would i would be happy wouldn't be happy sorry um, to see him go but it'll be like it didn't work out we never gave it a chance but now, if he goes under the circumstance where we never even gave him a trial, like a proper extensive run of games, I don't think he's had three games right. or four games consistently, and that's down to Ole. Um, I think not being able to to, to realize Sorry, that, yeah. not being able to realize that. Yeah, some sometimes some players just need you know um, that bit of faith in them to be like, yeah, no, bro, we believe in you. Uh, play um, instructions have to be simple and clear, dude. If 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 I'm trying to find for if. Um, I don't know if I had an example that I can use that that like make makes sense in this context when it comes to um, a player getting a run of games. I can't find one. Well, Jack, Jack uh, Grealish playing left central midfield for a little bit and then moving out wide. Um, he got a run of games that position. It didn't really work. They switched it around, but they've got the luxury because they don't have a striker. But when it comes to us, put him in there, see what happens. Like literally, see what happens. You can even tell whoever's playing alongside him. Yeah, you are not moving. Like you're literally static. Or if not, if you don't want, then switch him around with with Bruno. As much as you know, I I don't think that'll ever happen because Bruno's magic. But um, if you're gonna use him as a number ten backup, at least utilize him in that position, uh, and then move things around. Mm. Because there have been games. I think the the one uh, there are games. The, the one at um, the opening at Leeds, you could have taken Bruno off at some point and be like, yeah, no, we're gonna rest you. As much as Bruno would never want that, but to just say, yeah, you know, you got you you got yours. We're, 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 we're recycling things and even you know 
Carabao Cup games and whatnot. Play him in that position. Show him faith. Because once you show people faith and responsibility, I've been saying this to you for all to do is that most people require the weight on their shoulders. To be like, yeah, no, listen, you are the option. You're the option we have in this position for the next X number of games. And then let them come into the role. You can never prepare anyone for a, for a, live, ga- for a live game. It's like for remember performances. There's nothing we could tell anyone before. It you it had to like come through in the moment. So if it doesn't, then you know it is what it is. But yeah, just give him give him a chance at the very least. Oh yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. It's 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 the it's the chance thing because like you said, I don't think he's had a run of three games on the trot where he started. Mm. We even made an appearance. I don't I I don't think he's had that opportunity. So it's almost like you know we we never got to see whether he was up for it or not. And that's again, that's down to to, to Ole. And I wonder, the thing is, something else that also annoyed me about yesterday's game is, and it always happens whenever I understand why he goes for the two quote unquote DMs, um, but I don't like it when we are going to dominate possession of the ball because we always struggle to create when it's when the onus is on us to keep possession and we're not sitting back and counterattacking against your cities. I get it. Against the teams that are gonna pass us off the park, yeah, fine. McFred, McFred can be there, and I won't, I won't tense. But now, when, when you know games like West Ham, um, we're, we're facing West Ham again tomorrow. I know Wednesday, but we face Villa. Games like that, Everton, yeah, and Everton, Leicester to a certain extent. I think those are our next three games. The onus is gonna be on us to attack. Definitely the next two games, and I don't like it when we have McFred there because again. They get to the edge of the box, and you know, now they can't string two, three passes in the right direction. So I don't know what you all feel about that, but I just, in games where we're gonna dominate possession, I don't think we should be playing McFred. I think he can do Pogba and McTominay or something, you know, because again, we we're not worrying about pace in behind as much anymore because we've got Varane, we've got you know, Shaw and one Basaka who are all lightning quick. The only weak link yeah. there is Maguire, but Maguire does make up for his lack of pace in terms of his head aerial ability and his passing up the back and bringing the ball out. So I don't like McFred when we have to, dom- when we're dominating the game because, you know, we never create as many, uh, the balance is not right. That's what I wanted to say. The balance is never quite there when, we have those two on the now we've had to sacrifice Pogba to play wide left. I think you can you can do McTominay Pogba as a sitting as a sitting two. Because again, you know, McTominay has the energy to run around and hassle and he's physically, you know, the guy's a he's a stallion. So, you know, he's a horse that guy. So, you know, Pogba can just, you know, play deeper and then just, you know, keep keep things moving. Because with Fred and McTominay, it it doesn't work. But it's also down to coaching because I think McTominay can be coached. You know, it will take time, but I think he can be coached to be the, like what you said, what Valio was saying, like just as a stopgap measure, you know, it's like, okay, let's just stop this water from leaking and then we fix the whole thing at a later stage. That's that's what <laughs> McTominay can be for our sons. Um, because I am afraid, uh, not, not where we have to dominate possession. Like, uh, it's, it's it, to me, it just, it never works. And I don't think we should we should do that going forward. Yeah, I think it's, it's, the thing about McFred is that they they work. What it work for the example for yesterday's game, the reason why they looked it it were it it was annoying yesterday is because he played Pogba at left wing, and then he played um, Greenwood at right wing, 
These guys don't run at defenders. Mm-hmm. These are owns. These are owns who play in between the lines. They receive, and if there's space, they run. They're not Rashford. They're not Sancho. They're not owns who are going to get a one on one and say, "Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, all right." You know, these are owns who they, you know they play in between the lines. They receive the ball. They're supposed to receive them. So if you're going to play Pogba and Greenwood, you better play owns who can progress the ball. You know what I'm saying? Because then they get the ball in the spaces and then they start... Because Greenwood is a striker. He's, he, yeah, he runs the defenders, but it's not his natural instinct. He doesn't get the ball and say, yeah, all right. Rashford, he gets the ball and says, ha, 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 ha. You know? Like like uh, Sancho, he gets the ball and show he's looking to pass, but if he has a one-on-one, he's going to say, all right, bets, let's go. You know? So it's, it's, that, it's that balance that, that he doesn't... Maybe it's not he doesn't see, but he has too much faith in in McFred to be progressive in certain games. You know, to be play it simple, to just pass the ball forward. That's the instruction, you know. So now, but the thing is about it is that it requires these guys to be good off the ball. McTominay was just getting back into the game, and Fred is just nowhere near that level right now. So that's not going to work. So even against teams who are going to dominate the ball. If you're going to play McFred, then play guys who can run with the ball. Play people who can carry the ball forward, receive the ball, and make uh, uh, something out of nothing, and then create space and run with it. Don't play these zones who need to receive the ball high of the pitch. That's going to, they, you, you know, because you, know, you, know, you can't count on them to always see the simple pass forward. Matic is the guy you play with, the, with Pogba and Greenwood, or Pogba and Sancho, because these are guys... Who this is a guy who can progress the ball forward. Van der Beek is another one who progresses the ball forward. And I think I think it's time to get it's time to get creative in the midfield again. And it, it, now that you have a defender that you you the defensive pairing that you can trust in, I think it's time to get scary with it. Really, and just put put people in there who are in form, defensively, who you think can do a better job for you. Because there's no way you can tell me that Van der Beek can do a will do a worse job than Fred off the ball right now. Because Fred just looks horrible right now. Off the, I'm not saying ah, strictly off the ball. So horrible. So horrible. Yeah, Fred's an issue. Like it's it's trying to get whether or not he's um his head's all the way in the game or it's not. Because that's that's the thing I've struggled with a lot is um how engaged is he in the game? Especially when it Man, comes to looking around, yeah, it's scary to think that like, you know he flits in, in and out of the game in terms of concentration. You get these brilliant moments like against Wolverhampton, where he was, hey, he was hey. sweeping in and around the the, um, the the defensive positions, chasing down wingers, showing that real holding midfield. It's like he's lost in his brain, and you're like, oh, what are you doing? Yeah, that guy. That guy actually makes me wonder if he knows if he's Brazilian. Like, does he does he really know that he's 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 from the Samba nation? Because <laughs> So I'm like, bruh, like, I've seen Brazilian holding. Like, no, 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 word, bruh. Like, like, he's so un Brazilian. Like, it's so crazy. He's so. They're all, they're all great on the ball, right? Like, you look at Casemiro, I'm like, nigga, we just want you to be Casemiro, man. Even like, Casemiro's dope. But, like, but even, like, but even kind of, kind of, kind of got zero Beto, bruh. He could be zero Beto. Yeah, and like, he's, he's got on, the stature. Dog. He's got the stature to be a good efficient, like in terms of uh, a power package, someone can run around and do all that kind, that kind of stuff. But it doesn't seem to translate consistently mm. over the, the the games we've seen. 
and him gaining consistency himself. Like I don't know why he gets his pass because if Pogba loses consistency in terms of his passing and his ability, which again is an underrated stat, Pogba's doing some really ridiculous things on the ball, but there's no way to capture that into like uh, statistics. Yeah. But when it comes to Fred and McTominay, they get a pass regardless of the inconsistency, which is one thing I've I've, I've been calling all out. That in in the Fergie era, there would be no excuses for not being consistent, especially in your position. Uh, if you can chop and change your other positions, why are you not doing the same mm. thing with McFred? You're using them as a crutch. The problem now is that teams are going to use McFred as a targeting point because they know if they press that, that midfield, both of them are hundred nine times out of ten going to turn around and pass it back. That'll then move the oh, ball down the line. teams about it. Teams have used it already. Yeah. Liverpool used it against us. Mm-hmm. Chelsea used it against us. No, teams have already Especially identified Liverpool. Fred. Liverpool identified it way. Where well, the, the game we lost at Old Trafford? Yeah, sure, we played three games and whatever. But what they identified is that when McFred play, they don't have confidence in their own ability to progress the ball. Mm-hmm. So what ends up happening is they end up passing the ball to guys who can progress the ball, Luke Shaw. So they closed down Luke Shaw, and they made us play a different way. They basically said, you have to progress the ball. And when they couldn't do that, they capitalized on it. So that was all. That's, that, that, that's what was happening. Chelsea did the same thing. It's just that Chelsea, their defense... Chelsea, the thing about Chelsea is that well, their, their weak point is our strength. Is, you know you know what I mean? Like we, when we get our attack going, we, the thing about Chelsea is that once you get to their back four or the, 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 the defensive line, it's strong, yes, but it's not as strong as going forward with Chelsea. Mm. So once you get there with us, where City struggled with in the Champions League, and you know I don't know what you guys think about it, but this, this is how I see Where City struggled was being able to then convert. They could progress the ball very efficiently. But once they got to the final third with City, they didn't have a striker, they didn't have a guy who could nothing, get, make something out of nothing. It was all had to be perfect. It all had to be a perfect attack whatever, and Chelsea were built for that, you know, whereas with us, when when Rashford comes, and then you have Ronaldo, Rashford, Sancho, and Bruno, <laughs> if you give us a chance, there's a high chance, we're, there's a high probability we're going to score. That's how we're built. And with Chelsea, once you get there, the problem is getting there. <laughs> That's the problem with Chelsea. So we're, we, we, need to get a, we need to get to a place where we can just you need to figure out how to bypass that because teams identified it and said, this is your area right here of weakness. And if we can suffocate that area, we can suffocate everything else and kill everything else. But there's ways to, like Pogba and McTominay is the one that goes for me right now. That's the one that works for me right now. If you want to go with it, that's the one that works for me. In any game, that's the one that works for me. Until Fred can prove that he can play, that's the one that works. And that's the one you need to take a chance with. And then just rotate around those two. Mm, yeah, you got faith, bro. You got faith. Me and McTominay, I, I, I like his his um, his determination. I like the fact that um, he w- he's more comfortable on the ball than someone like Fred. Um, but mm, what, yeah. I, what, I, what I'm usually yeah. concerned mm. about is your ability to bring the ball up from behind. And I've seen McTominay do some ridiculously good passes, uh, breaking the line of defense a couple of times. He's got that in his bag, but he doesn't show right. it often enough. And I'm like, yo, bro, you know what? It's not assured, yeah. Just, it's not just... assured. It's like one hit wonder where you're like, oh, what are you doing? Yeah. We'd... Oh, McSauce. And then you'll try it again next play, and you're like, ah, you, what are you saying? But there's no ball, man, because it looks like a confidence issue that, like, 
no one is it encouraging is, him to It's totally be like, a confidence issue. Yeah. To be like, dude, you're going to lose the ball. Everybody loses the ball at some point. Even Pogba loses the ball a bunch of times. But that doesn't stop him from trying yeah, to make that happen. that does not stop him at all. So, you know what? Do your thing. Uh, I, I feel, to be honest, I feel like, and I, dude, I've spoken about this a bunch of times. I feel like a character like Anna James Garner, who are not really afraid and Levitt, who are not afraid to make the odd mistake when they know that they're progressing the ball forward. Those are they players. need to call their own back. Mm-hmm. They need to call their own from loan and say, nah, you need to come back. Because that's what we, that's, that's the kind of own that you need to throw, that, that sink or swim thing. Mm-hmm. Throw him into a game and say, I right, today, yeah. my guy. Throw him in. You got to jump into swim. Yeah. Yeah. Today, my guy, I need to see. And there's no tra- training wheels are off from that. I called you back from loan because I need you because these ones are easy. So show me. Throw him in an EFL, EFL game or an FA Cup game and say, let me see it. Let me see it. Otherwise, you're going to child bench the rest of the season. I got no problems going back to my four owns and playing Sakuru Matic in there. I have no issues. <laughs> you tune on. Because that's when you throw him in. That's when you throw owns like that in and say, show me. Show me. Show me. You know, like, let me see it. And then you see it after that. Because that's what we need is somebody to come in and put pressure on McFred. Uh, not, not McTominay. Because I think McTominay is fine. Mm. I think maturity, with maturity, McTominay is going to get more assured because it's a confidence issue with him. Because, like, I remember Mandla, I told you this, Mandla knows this. McTominay yep. will try one pass and and, and it will fail. And then you'll be like, oh, no, let me be safe now. You know, and it's like, no, you, you, you had the right idea. Try it again. Get your bearings right. Go again. Because you're, like, you're like with Pogba. Pogba will try a pass. Bruno is the perfect example. Bruno exactly. will try an outlandish pass. Yeah. Bruno will try an outlandish pass. And then it will fail. And you're looking at him like, ew. And then he will try it again. And it almost works. And you're like, okay. And then he will try it again and it works. And you're like, ah, okay. I see it. You know? Yeah. Pogba's the same thing. Pogba will try a pass left foot out of bounds. All right, bet. All right, all right. Yeah. Second pass, bang on the money. Maguire is the same way as well. Maguire will try a chip pass. You tried to chip past Luke Shaw, didn't work. Tried it again, worked. Tried it again, didn't work. Tried it again, worked. He doesn't, you know, that short term, it doesn't matter. Because he has, McTominay has games, even against teams that sit back where he tries a pass and you're like, there it is. But that confidence, find it, capture it, harness it, my friend, use it again. And then you'll try another one, it'll fail, and then he goes back to side passing. You're like, no, mm. keep trying, get, you know. Keep trying. Because I think with McTominay, man, it's just a confidence issue. He has all the tools in the world to be actually so great. But it's a confidence issue. And that confidence then harms the consistency. I blame I blame Mourinho, to be honest. I blame the the kind of anxiety he brought around <laughs> the, the club at the time, to be honest. Because, like, yeah. we would have never, like, like, how can players like Darren Gibson have had so much confidence? Probably being, being less talented. No ah, bruh. But because oh, Fergie oh, knew... when Ferguson dropped the gigs, gigs O'Shea, how did he give O'Shea confidence to play in midfield in the Premier League? Get the fuck It's the kind of thing that you—it's the environment that you create as a manager. I think that really sticks with the, with a lot of players. And United has, has had a bunch of ideologies come in and out of the door. And I think the ones that yeah. last are from the bigger managers, uh, like Anana, uh, Jose. And I, I know why Jose liked McTominay because he was defensively very good. He was very teachable. But also when you begin to form that student-teacher dependency where he needs, you know, that reassurance and you, 
Uh, it's, it's called I heard this week. You need a game plan. Yeah. 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 The more you prescribe to someone, even in, like in a work in a work situation, the more you prescribe to mm. someone, the more they withdraw of their creativity. They will no longer show you other sides mm. of themselves because they know exactly what you want, what you expect. So I like an Pogba because Pogba came to United very mature, had really had one stuff already. So there was no way you're gonna rob that off him. But younger players who were around in the in the in the, in the Jose days, I think you can clearly tell with the fear is there. Fred is you can you can see with Fred, because the fear of messing up is there rather than the fear of trying something. Because the worst thing you can do is show the opposition you're afraid to do it again. Like that's why Bruno is so good because Bruno will be like, yeah, no, this time I, I it didn't work, but next time I'm gonna try something different, and you're not gonna be ready for it. But if you're afraid and then you do that whole thing where and you know, you you try a pass and doesn't work out, then you know start start passing back. Then no, okay, we got him. We got him. It's like NBA. It's when they when they've got you and they see the white the eyes, it's over. So uh, hey man. Mm-hmm. Bruh, there's too many yeah. games where McTominay looks like Prime's done, bruh. And you're like, oh <laughs> soon. Ball carrying is ridiculously good sometimes. Ridiculous. Exactly, dude. And you're like, yo, own. See, you like I wish I could if I if I was if I was like if I was an assistant coach there and they told me work on Scott. I'll take the game tape from that Leeds game and I'll say this. I need you to be this every game. I don't know that's what all. you that's did before. That's, you. Yeah, that's all we need. Any game, I need you to be this every single minute of every game that you play for the rest of your career. I need you to be this. This this mentality. Not the, the, the energy. That mentality. That confidence. That belief in yourself, that belief in your ability, that because once he believes in himself, Scott, he gets comfortable on the ball. He knows what he's doing. It's haphazard, but he's, he's like Rooney. You know, you know when Rooney used to get confidence, and Rooney would just get going, and you know you, you're like, okay, that, that's what it's like. But Rooney had the talent and the consistency and the belief in himself that he could do it, and that's what drives him. It's the same thing with Sancho. And McTominay is the same. You have to, man, you have, he just has to believe. You just want, I just want to be there and say, dog, believe in yourself. I know you do, but believe in yourself more, <laughs> you know, because he's the answer there, man. He's really the answer. Because what all he wants isn't really, everybody's saying CDM. What he wants is basically just two number eights. One who's defensive-minded, one who's attack-minded. But they're both box-to-box. That way they both share the load and they with the workload and the off-the-ball work. And it's a it's a perfect tandem. Not one guy sitting. Well, it'd be like basically one guy can sit, one guy can go, one guy can sit, one guy can go, kind of thing. So that's why that's why Scholes and 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 Keane worked so well because Scholes could sit when he needed to, and Keane yeah, yeah. was so good. Keane was so good off the ball, and then Keane could also sit, and then Scholes would get up then as a number ten. You know what I mean? So, like you know, each of them had a def- each of them had a had a had a side that complemented each other so well, and then Carrick and and, and Scholes worked like that because Scholes again was just sitting, playing a number six kind of role, number eight. Carrick was the 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 guy who was sweeping, playing full on number six, and so Scholes would swap between being an eight and number six, and Carrick would swap between a number six and number eight, and it worked perfectly. And then you swap Scholes with Anderson, and it still worked because Anderson was a box to box. Powerhouse number eight. So we need that balance again, man. When Fred is on song, he provides that balance with McTominay. When they're both on song. But now, right now, where we are, hey, it's time. It's time for the remix, man. It's time for the remix. 
yeah. And they're both not on song right now. That's that's the annoying thing. Fine, McTominay is coming back from injury. True. Um, yeah. Um, but ha. and you know what? What's funny about Fred is that I, I don't know if you guys have been watching his recent games for Brazil, where he's playing next to Fabinho. Oh, and he was bombing! I was so excited for him to come back to the. Season. I couldn't believe it, bro. <laughs> I was like, is that the fridge that plays for us? Like, where, where, yeah. where is this version of you? And I was like, yeah, he's got Fabino next to him. And again, it's not like Fabino's really good on the wall. He can also play center back defense. Fabino's really good on the wall. And the thing is, on McTominay, McTominay also plays, he plays in a back three for Scotland. So he, he's got the, the, you know, all the tools to be somebody very, very useful. But again, I think it's also technique is so inconsistent. Yeah, exactly, and it affects. It's the confidence, the technique. It's inconsistent. We have a few owners like that. Rashford is like that too. His, his technique is inconsistent, and then it looks like that's when he becomes Rashford. <laughs> uh, that's when he transforms into into that petulant kid from a couple of years ago. But it's going to be interesting to see what happens when Rashford comes back because. That's another one of Ole's favorites. That's one of his children, one of his sons. So, I think ah, yeah, that's, that's his what son. is he going to do? Because the way Greenwood is playing right now, Greenwood can't be benched. Like the way he's playing right now, I don't think you can bench him. Uh-huh. Ah, you know, the number, I know. Listen, man, Rashford, guys, what are we talking about here? Rashford is unbenchable. What are you talking about? But what are we talking about? Rashford, that's Ole's son, bro. That's that's his guy. That's his, you think it's nah. Rashford is is the first born. First born is Rashford. Second born is Bruno. First born as <laughs> the first one. That's yeah, yeah Rashford, exactly. Rashford. Cool. And we're we're honestly we're honestly look man. Nine, remember, there's a period in 2019-20 where Rashford was low low key, just as a biased fan, one of the best players in the world. There was a period there in 2019. Yeah. Man, you watched the games more than I did. So you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a short back. period there. Yeah, where he was, and even last season, even last season, guys, there was a short period where Rashford was absolutely insane, <laughs> insane. Kind of a YouTube and you search his highlights and you just watch, watch the tickers there. Uh, hey, hey. So, and that's him with injuries. So him without injuries. Is and he's now older. He's now wiser. You go saw the pigs. He's a little bulkier now, got a little grease, you know. Hmm. Uh, hey, he's been in the gym. He's been in the gym, you know. And now he's going to be trained next to his idol, so he's going to be more focused, locked in, hmm. you know. And his, te- you know, he's, he's healthier. So his technique. Once the thing about Rashford, once he gets his technique consistent, hey. Yo, you you know, know. the thing with Rashford is that oh. I think we're going to get better with him uh, when he comes. Because I think I spoke to you about, about oh. this too. Mm-hmm. When I said on the left side, the one thing I've been missing is Rashford's kick and chase game. Now, I used to hate it. Because yes. I was like, it's one of those things. That but there's a method, there's a reason for it, right? Yeah. You see it. Yeah, you can, once he gets on the ball and he pushes it forward, he forces everybody else to run forward. And then he puts everyone on the back foot. Right? Like right now, the thing with um, what I said about Sancho is, Sancho is more effective on the right. Put him on the right hand side. Let him be the person who then becomes more technical with it, but let the ball have like let the ball have moved forward first. So in effect, Rashford, in, when he played really well, was the person who made our central midfield not look as bad because he could carry the ball that distance mm. just with his pace uh, and, his, and he's mm. not afraid to run. 
But if you have someone like Sancho on the on the right hand side, now I know it's difficult to bench Greenwood because Greenwood is yeah, you know, dude is he's insane, but an executive decision needs to be made at some point. Hi, mm. Bradley. He just needs to let he just all it needs to make make this lineup happen one day. The front four of, of Sancho, Greenwood, Rashford and Van der Beek. I'm just trying to see something. <laughs> I just want to see something. Cause I feel like that's the perfect complement, like the perfect combo of everything that you need. Like I just need, I just need him to take, tell Bruno, hey man, take the night off, go see the fam, hang out, chill. We're good today, you know. Jesse Ling's in the bench. I just want to see something, cause I feel like on oh, Rashford and Sancho, that's cause Rashford, Rashford is the one that that takes the top off. It's a, it's a it's a thing it's a thing from football sorry but you know to take the top off he, he makes runs in behind you know stretches the defense makes them think about things and it creates a lot of space and that's then when Sancho now begins to operate when he has that going for him and now if you add in Shaw on the left side doing that as well and then you add in Greenwood doing his movements a whole lot of space here that's being created and you add in that's when Sancho starts to thrive and that's when his skills start to be you know start to come to, to you know it, on, into the spotlight so Rashford would absolutely make us better man absolutely like yesterday was a game where you bring Rashford off the bench m- easy money dude that's what happened last oh, yeah. year right last yeah last year Might they brought Rashford off the bench and it was easy money the game was different just because he was now he got the ball he was running at defenders that's what that game needed yesterday and we needed him now if you have when we have Rashford and Sancho, we could play them in a low block. It'll be insane. It'll be insane. That's the key to unlocking all of that. It's Rashford. And when him and McTominay, him and McTominay are like the two best, the things we need right now, them to get back on form. Because when they get back on form, then we can now begin to just MacGyver our way through the season. Well, yeah, yeah, definitely. Kosano was also saying that we, we, we definitely... We definitely miss um, Rashford's just his ball carrying, and like what the kick, there's just the kick, kick and run, kick and chase. Mm. Yeah, break time Bora mentality. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, <laughs> that's break time. Ah, no, no I, well, but break time Bora was the best Bora though. But no, but because because you know, like what it, that's what we miss on the left hand side. Because Pop was not going to do that. Sure. Oh. He, Sure doesn't. Sure can do it, but you know that'll be asking too much of him. But at least, and Rashford is also a dribbler. I think he's our best dribbler. Um, what about this guy's name? What's what's happening with Martial? Because he's he's slowly become, becoming the forgotten man. But for fans, yeah, he Martial, played well the last Martial, few games. Martial, yeah, he's he's. I think he's he's gonna start on Wednesday for sure. I think he just he's, he's suffering from things. There's a one. There's a thing. Ronaldo's quality. Ronaldo's the goat. So when Ronaldo's the goat and Ronaldo's fit and he plays every game, yeah, you know, there's a, there's a bit of favoritism there. There's going to be a lot of favoritism there, and I understand completely understand why. It's just yeah, that, that's what's happening with Martial. It's just that it's the goat, man. There's nothing you can do about it. If it was Cavani, you'd rotate, no problem. But it's the goat. The goat is fit. The goat scores. The coach the goat. Yeah, that's that's what's happening with Martial. But I hope he doesn't get like disheartened by the fact that he's not getting opportunities because you know. Yeah, I hope so too. Yeah, yeah. I hope there's a fire burning because hey, bro, there's no time to slack here. We need you, bro. Yeah, 
Cause yeah, we're, bro, we're chasing, we're chasing trophies, bro. There's no need to feel sorry for yourself. Just be ready when when it's your time. Like Lingard, that's why, you know, Lingard, he, I, he can come on in every game if he's not. So I won't mind because I know from what I've seen, he has that desire. He doesn't, he knows he's not going to be starting every game. But when called upon, he's looked good in all the games that he's come on and he's looked he's fine. Been other effective. Big one. Mm. He's come on and he's been, he's been effective. You know, so hopefully that fire is also rubbing off on Martial. Because again, we have so many winners where I'm just like, I'm not, I don't know, what you, I'm not as, it's not like last season and the seasons before that. Right. Yeah, yes. Games came and you're just like, speak on it. like you know what? Speak on it. Mm. Today, today, to no on us for nothing. <laughs> like, Norwich can just come and score three in like 10 minutes at Old Trafford. And uh, then we're sitting there like, but really? So this is, so we're still, we're still on this, on this PS. But now I don't know. We can go 2 0 down and I'm like, it's fine. We'll do something. And if not, you know, that we have a fighting spirit about us. That's, that's one thing I love about the team yeah, is that he's on. Yeah. The fighting spirit, the fighting spirit is there, you know. But again, it's about the balance because it's like you know with Chelsea, you know, you know how you know, and even for England, Mason Mount is like one of the first names on the team sheet. He's not as productive in terms of like his numbers, wise compared to your Grealishes, your your Fodens, even at at um, at Chelsea, you know, Ziyech, um, Werner, you know, they're all a lot more productive than he is. But you know. He offers balance because he's always going to be running around, being energetic, mm. you know, doing all the dirty stuff. And it offers them balance because, you know, just imagine if he doesn't have Mount there and he opts for somebody else. That's a bit more flair, but more style. It might come off, but, you know, the balance won't quite be there. Because another problem I have with the Pogba out wide thing is that essentially, yeah, four players that are not going to contribute anything defensively. Unless we're operating a high press, which we don't always do, uh-huh. it's that's essentially four owns that are not going to be contributing that much to defense, and then it's just mm. you know McFred and and you know the owns behind them. So that's that's the balance thing. That's that's the main thing. I'm like you know it, there, there's enough for us to at least challenge for the title. None of none of this you know by January we're looking at the fixtures and the table and we're like, but there's actually nothing for us to play for anymore because were 10 or whatever points behind, you know. So there's enough for us to challenge it. Because I don't know about you, there's no team that I fear in terms of quality saying, mm, yeah. you know, these ones have more quality than us. This is the first time mm-hmm. post-Fergie, I can tell you, there's no team that I look at and you I say, You can wax mm, anyone. Like, yeah, you can wax these anyone. Yeah. Uh, I'm like, nah, quality-wise, we're on par with City, on par with Chelsea, on par with Liverpool. It's now just, you know, Mike Feeling and the homies, they need to, also, the players really as well. They, they have a huge responsibility, yeah. but they need to. We need to figure out the balance because once we do, ah, dude, everyone's gonna get it. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. That's 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 my comfort. Yeah, like I know, I don't know how you feel, but me, it's like I have a very, I'm very calm. Like, yeah, obviously we can get waxed by certain teams. It's whatever, but I know that if we meet some team on our greatest day, we like for example Chelsea last season away at, at Stamford Bridge. That game, Ole came out after the game and said, we need to take our chances. Everybody got on him, because they get on him all the time. And say, no, we just we suck our midfield, whatever. But there was a chance that Greenwood got that he missed. And he, we, he, he I remember clearly where we had a brilliant counterattack. 
and completely cut them open, and then he wasted a chance. If that was Ronaldo, that's a goal. There's a ch- I don't remember the chance. I don't know if you all remember, but that, that's what I'm like. You know, that's that's the kind of team that Ole has built. At least that's what we are until we get a midfield, and then we can dominate teams, whatever. But that's the team we are. One chance, score. Mm. So you know, there's no team right now. Now we, we now you add in Ronaldo. You know what I'm saying? Now we have Ronaldo. Now we're gonna have a healthy um, Rashford. Now we're gonna have Greenwood, who is our best finisher. Now we're gonna have Sancho in those in those in those areas. So we create those same chances. With I think we've we've gone up a notch in terms of clinicality. If we create there's just that's the belief I have is saying if we can meet a team on our best day, there's no team we can't wax. There were times like guys during the LVG era, guy, you you were making prayers before the game, <laughs> saying, "Listen, man." <laughs> We're just asking. We're just asking for a good game. Those those LVG days. Hey, Lord, have mercy. That that November, December period, where I think we went five straight games and it was 0-0. I was like, ah, this is not it, bro. Like, ah, Jack, this this is... This is but I'm sure you remember. I, remember I was in South Africa then. I was like, why am I even wasting my money trying to watch these games? Yeah. Just to see us keep possession for 88 minutes, bro. Uh-uh. <laughs> no, how we suffered. How we suffered, bro. Yeah. 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 How we suffered. I always say that, that LVG 00 is better than Moist Football. Moist Football was depressing. That was. The yeah, height yeah, of, yeah, of true. actual depression, but I think LVG was worse because we had sort of enough on the pitch to be doing a little bit more. But his philosophy, or whatever, kind of held us back on that. Um, in, in terms of you know just playing football, that was attractive. But it went; it was the antithesis of what United was known for, which is you know expansive contract uh, counter-attacking football. And we had to like learn this new way of of of, of watching the game, which really wasn't it, and it wasn't built for the Prem because it didn't last. Because even Frodiola, when he came to the league, he wanted the tiki taka nonsense, and it didn't work. Premier League, you have to move the ball. Ah, you don't need to respect my coach, man. Frodiola, what are you talking about? Listen, I've said this about Pep for the longest time, is that Pep has misunderstood the Premier League. He was lucky at Bayern because he had Lewa. At City, he should have, at the Ah, very least... No, 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 no. (laughs) He He got Lewandowski late, but even that didn't... No, no, I know, I, I know, I see your point. I'm yeah, just you see. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I see your point. No, I, I see your point. No, I, I call him Frodiola because the guy told me dreams. Like I thought he was gonna come and then he was gonna, he was gonna cause this re- renaissance in, in in Premier League football. That he kind that, of did though. Let's now nah, let's be honest. He kind of did because there's a lot more tactical awareness in teams now than there was before. I feel like he had a, a he had a thing to do with that. Yeah, yeah. Listen, I watch Burnley games and I can see Burnley did not learn anything from Burnley. Like they still play their two blocks, two banks <laughs> of four. Like, it's like Stoke City, but just private school version. Like, that's, that's what Burnley is. So, I thought he was going to come to the Premier League. Hey, those League. ones need to be relegated to the league. <laughs> yeah, the thing is... I've had enough of, of their Route 1 football program. Like, every time we go to Burnley, we're always... It's always an edgy game. And I'm like, but these, these are Icelandic owns. It's like, it shouldn't be this difficult. But it always is, yep. for some reason. But City always slapped them five. But, dog, we can barely score two past Burnley every time we play them. Kryptonite. They need to get relegated, bro. It's such football, <laughs> uh-uh, bro. If you're going to give us headaches, at least it'll be a lot better than just physicality. But you know, boy, like, ah, yeah. only always one of those switches. I'm like, ah, dude, these ones are just going to be. 
and I don't know whether it's I don't know what that on feeds those on. <laughs> you know, they're always uh, City's the only team that I know that slaps them regularly every season. But of the traditional top six, they all go there and they struggle. Mm-hmm. You'll be winning one nil, two nil at most. To slap Burnley more than three, it's it's not heard of. At least from the the bigger bigger sides, of, at least. Yeah, they, they they're very good at at um they they've got a very good mentality um in terms of the way they approach certain teams. So I think even Liverpool struggles there sometimes. So I think they understand exactly what they need to to do to to unravel certain opposition. With United, is they won't be able to break us down. With Liverpool, it's just hold your line. They're gonna try to do the whole you know press us and then try catch on the break with Salah Omani and individual brains and whatnot. They've got nothing down the middle because Yota's good this season, but they don't have a traditional star- striker. But I think Pep understood that with, with Burnley, it's they don't have a midfield, so you can pull them apart if you've got a competent enough midfield, which oh. is what, what he basically has. is probably oh. the best midfield in the league, oh. and he's the best coach of midfields in the league. So it is not really an issue for him. For us, it's it's it's, it's the opposite. He's the best coach of midfields in the world, Brad. Yeah. For us, it's, 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 it's a different situation where we, we don't have the midfield to be able to bring out, to be able to force those guys out. Um, if we're someone like, you know, mm. um, like, you know, it's, it's, it's now revisionist history, but if we go to someone like Anascoles, who could, even being pressed, pull off a pass that splits defense, that hits you deep in the soul. You now know, okay, I can't, <laughs> I can't then give him, I have to pick between giving him too much ah, room or not right, enough. Like that pass matters hit to Lingard yesterday. That's, mm. that's, that one... I know Moyes was looking at the team saying, God damn it. <laughs> that pass is good. Yeah. And it, like, actually, to go back to Lingard, you guys were saying was right. He's effective. I think he's realized I'll never be a starter. Um, I love the club. I'm willing to work, which is the beautiful thing about Lingard. He doesn't grab and moan. He's got good vibes, which means in the dressing room, he's not an issue. So when he comes on the pitch, people are more than willing to accommodate, and he's even willing to get games on the pitch. And his attitude changes everything. Like when 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 he scored and then hugged Ronaldo, I just remember that picture of him in the academy with Ronaldo still wearing that Vodafone bruh, shirt. Uh, uh, and I'm like, imagine how he felt in that moment, bruh. Like yeah. celebrating with a guy like, who was who was who was basically right. you know your idol. Him hugging him, saying, "Hey, no," him telling him, "Celebrate, hey, celebrate, go celebrate." Yeah. Like, can you imagine that photo to him? That moment must have meant so much to him, knowing, especially knowing how much he idolized Ronaldo, that he grew up loving Manchester United. Ronaldo was his, his idol, his hero. And there he is on the pitch, feeling the love for him because he scored the fucking winner, man. Like, come on. That that, that moment for Jesse, man, I'm so happy. For everything that he's gone through and all the shit he's t- taken, man, for that moment, that that's incredible for him, man. Uh-huh. Yeah, I actually like that about academy owns um, uh, most, uh, at least academy graduates, Lingard, Rashford, McTominay's, you know, they the passion for the club is there. So they're always, the, the, they have the right, you know, mentality um, as opposed to like, you know, your Tony Marshalls and your Van der Peeks, for example. Because um, mm. I know Rashford, it's, it, you can tell it's, these ones love the club and they'll they'll do just about anything, you know. For the club, whether it's playing out of position, taking part minutes, they're like, "Hey, this is this is my team," you know. So, you know, I just hope that mentality rubs off on everyone else. Because the only way we're going to compete on all four fronts is is everyone is kind of like that yeah. mentality. Yeah, if everyone's like, "Hey, even if I'm ten minutes, I, I bored. Ten minutes, are cool. Let me jump on my young ten minutes. Let me do what I can do. Try help the team as much as possible. And instead of sulking, yeah, I obviously it's tough being a player. You want to play every game, but 
if you want to be part of a successful squad, you know, that's that's part of the Yeah. Game. Once owns buy in, we you know, that that changes everything. That's the that's the path to success. And I think we have a team that's buying in now. You know? And I think agents it's just agents allowed. So you hear this shit like with Van der Beek, right? You know, I think Van der Beek's attitude has always been the same. I think his agent inflates the shit. And you hear agents like it happened with um it happened with with um with Pogba last season, right? And then his agent shut the fuck up, and Pogba got into the form of his life, and he hasn't looked back since. You know, um, it's I think it's, it's the same thing with a lot of players. Sometimes the agents get involved, and you hear noise, and it becomes a thing. But in a chat in a team, man, look look at City, bro. There's owns on City who didn't don't play much, who would start for any other team, but they bought in and they got medals and they got champions. You know. The Chelsea are the same thing. They got a Champions League medal. Liverpool owns. You buy in. There's a lot of pre. There's a lot of United owns. Ex United owns that got championships, cups and shit. You know, medals because they bought in and they just realized, hey, Park. Park could have had a stellar career at another club, but he bought in. You know, sat bench when owns were in prime form, and understood his role and he was effective in it. Uh-huh. Effective, you know. And so if we can get. If we can get, regardless of personnel, because whatever, man, if we can get everybody to just buy in and be like, all right, man, next, you know, when I get my chance, I'm a ball out. When I get my chance, I'm a ball out. Like Van der Beek spoke about that in that interview in the vibes. Like, it's just, it's not even about just getting your chance. It's about making sure that when I get my chance, I'm going to show up. You know, when I get my chance, I'm effective. You know, Lingard understood that. He understands what to do with that, you know. It's about getting us to understand that. So once you know, that's the, that's the next. That's also the next step with Sancho as well. It's, it's Sancho. He's great and he's very effective. It's about now being more effective, quicker, being effective with less touching. You know, with, with it's the thing we talked. We're even talking about Rashford. It's it's about being effective with less touches because that was the thing that Ronaldo, when when he was great and Valley, you know this more than anyone. When Ronaldo was great. He was effective with his. He was effective with, with with minimal touches. One chance, two chance, three chance. He he scored. Uh-huh. One touch, two touch, scored. Didn't take him long. He perfected the, the one touch. You know, get the ball on the left, dribble once, step in, shot, boom, three touches, goal. You know, the the hat-trick, the hat-trick I raved about uh, about uh, Portugal, Valle, yeah. where he scored the Portugal. The second goal, literally the second goal, it's him. He gets the ball over the top. One touch. The second touch is the shot. Goal. Uh-huh. Goal. That, that ability, Henri was the same way. He didn't need many touches to get into his stride, and he didn't need that many touches to get his shot off and be effective. Once uh, a forward, Greenwood has that naturally. That's why he's the best finisher. Greenwood has that naturally. Rashford doesn't have it. You know, Marcel doesn't have it. Lingard clearly has it. He knows exactly what to do. So it's, it's about getting Owens to, 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 to evolve to that level, to be effective. It's like, you know, you know that's why Ronaldo got the training he did, because he, he learned under Owens. And Nistor, all these Owens who learned, it's, it's not about your talent. It's about how can you use your talent to be effective. And so once we get owns to that level and they're the whole team understanding that, because that's that's why Pog was balling out now, because he, he's figured it out. He now knows this is how I gotta be effective. Uh-huh. And so it's it's he, he you know, so it's getting the whole team to that level. 
and getting our attack plays that level. And once we get that, we can be somewhere. Yeah, move. We can go say, somewhere, sorry. As they say, uh, movement is the most important thing in football. Um, you can mm. lie to yourself and say you want to hold the ball, but remember when you hold the ball, you're just creating a well of gravity of players who are going to come after you. So the more you move, mm. the more chances you create for yourself and the more effectively um, you are a decoy or distraction. They don't know, like, remember that Barca team, 2010-2011, uh, I think it was the Philadelphia mm. team, their movement was excellent. Like, the touches on the ball were not that excessive as well, unless they were just trolling on but in the final third, the movement was incredible to a point where you're like, yeah. Like that um, that Dwight York and uh, Andy Cole combination, I don't remember where it was. Was it Barcelona? Where it was just yeah, Barcelona. creating space, yeah. moving around, and all of that. Defenders can't defend against that because to stop you from moving, they have to foul you. And it's an off-the-ball foul, which usually you know attracts the yellow card, even back then when, when, when football was rugby. But it's... If you can, if you can get to do that, especially, I think Sanjay is one of the things that uh, probably he's he, he needs to get into, is that running at defenders is good when you have got green grass in front of you. When you don't, mm. pass the ball and move. Make sure that the player who's getting the ball has an outlet. I think he's. I'm seeing him doing that in a bunch of games now, where he's offloading the ball a lot more. Oh, he does that very well. Yeah, yeah he does it very well. Just these players, he's one of those guys that needs movement around him to do the same. Because at Dortmund, it was a system that I had constant movement. At us, our team, I don't know what Anna McKenna and Carrick them teach, but our team, we don't move. I don't understand why but Matanda, not. But Tuto, it, you can't teach Matanda to move. Like, if your midfield is not in itself dynamic, <laughs> there's no fucking way that you're going to make it anywhere in any dynamic. It's so annoying, bro. Like, I watched us and we're just static. I'm like, guys, the Wolves game, I nearly, told me, like, I nearly lost my head. The Wolves game. There was so much space. That the wolves were leaving, and also just watching it and looking at it. And I'm like, guys, no, go into the space. What are we doing? And you could tell, like, that's what Sancho. There's an adaptability. That's there's a there's a, a, a adaptation period that's going on right now, which is why I'm not worried at all about his performances. I see everything I see. It's just we don't move, and you're like, you're right. I think it's a thing about just teaching people not. It's you can't teach people who don't understand how to move like that to move like that. Like, we just don't move. It's so annoying. Mm. If we don't get that into our systems, then we're screwed because, yeah, we're going to... Champions League will humble. Mm. That's the thing. When you start playing against different ideologies in a cup game setting, yes. you then understand, mm-hmm. guys, guys, this is no joke. Like, quite literally. Yeah, we, that's that's how we got waxed by, by Villarreal, even though we could have beaten them. And we didn't lose. We lost on penalties. But, I mean, how, we weren't able, how they were able to get as much chances from us because... Spanish football is, is a lot different. They might seem static at moments, but they are bursts of movement that then create problems well, for you. Because... I don't know why he didn't play Matic that game. In hindsight, he should have just played Matic that game. <laughs> I don't know what was smoking. It's your boy, he should have just played Matic that game. It's your boy. He's a problem. Hey, hey, don't call my boy. Hey, man, <laughs> I just root for the guy. I don't support him. I call him out when I need to. I just root for the guy because... Hey man, don't pull that bullshit. Hey, no, 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 no. We would know, man. I just root for the guy because I just feel like he gets an unfair, he gets an unfair treatment sometimes, and also because look, I'm intrigued by the story. Right, the, the guy, for somebody who's lucky, he's been lucky for a long time. You know, so you know, I'm just wanting to see how the story ends. I don't, yeah. you know. 
But but Zidane but, is free, and so I, I know mean, that if he gets fired, that's who, that that's who they that's the first call. So I'm not really oh, yeah. concerned at all. But he needs to change his his philosophy on substitutions, bro. <laughs> like we need to see Hallelujah. we need to see some some timely and, some timely subs. Because I don't know about Jones, me I I I me have you know I, I still have PTSD from. Um, Oh my god! Oh my god! What do you think? What do you think? What do you think he told West Ham? I think David Moyes came out and said that West only told him very early, very early in the window that he didn't want to sell Lingard. That's why. (laughs) That's why he held on to Lingard for that reason because he wanted and West. Then the game on Sunday proves that for him or reinforces it. He doesn't want that to ever happen again, man. Because that, that was his thing, is that he doesn't... And it's a thing that everybody has a, has a problem with him, is that he doesn't have the same faith that Sir Alex had. Sir Alex will look at a kid and be like, I right, bet, man, uh, whatever, go on and just do something. Or they will look at his bench and be like, eh. ah, nah, nah, Jones, Jones, listen, guys. It's Jones still until 105 minutes, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, that's what he told his team. <laughs> You know, Ole doesn't, he doesn't have the same blind faith that Sir Alex has. And I just wish, oh, maybe the balls, let me say that. He doesn't have the balls, man. You know, I just, I think with the squad that he has now, you know, there are going to be some times where he has to make a tough decision. There are going to be games where we don't need Ronaldo. Seriously. Uh-huh. There are games that do not require Ronaldo because their games are going to have to be great off the ball, like Chelsea. But he's going to play Ronaldo against Chelsea because it's one chance, whatever. That's a game I'd be very fine if he didn't play Ronaldo because I need pressing off the ball. I need those defenders feeling rushed. Ronaldo's not going to press like that. But there's a tough decision that needs to be made there and he doesn't have the balls to make it. Uh-huh. Timely as well. His timing is always just fine. Well, seasons before, you know, fine, we, you could make a valid argument that and on the bench, there's there's nothing really. But now, now, <laughs> now no, 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 no excuse. There's none. No. Like we shouldn't, especially if we're chasing a game. There's there's no need to us to reach seventy seventy five to me is even a stretch. If we're chasing a game, whether we're one no down, it's one one. We're chasing a game, sixty five minutes seventy max minimum. By then, you must have mm. changed things. You know, exactly. by then. We have too many. We have too many match winners. Because if you if you think of the players that didn't play this West Ham game, Cavani a match winner, Tony Marshall match winner, Rashford match winner. Imagine. Then you've got your Sancho's, you've got your and whatever else is there. There's so many match. There's no excuses now for us to reach 80 minutes and we're like, but on, like we're actually trying to win this game. Can you do something about it? Or maybe switch the, the tactics or something. Maybe it's, it doesn't always have to be a personnel change, but sometimes it's just about tweaking one or two things. But it needs to happen in you know timely fashion, bro. None of this BMT shit, bro. You're, you're not a lab on. Like, <laughs> be on time with your subs. Dog. <laughs> ah, that that was final. Yeah, I don't know about yours. That final, I was so pissed, bro. I was streaming because, you know, Super Bowl doesn't show those games. And I'm there, and I'm like, oh, this is a cup final, boss. Why haven't you made any subs? I'm like, it's a cup final. Oh, oh my something. God. 
need to oh, change yeah. your tactics. You need to do something. So that's that's something I'm I'm always going to call all out for that until and if I, it's not like all oh, your subs are gonna work. Sometimes it doesn't. It doesn't work out. Sometimes you try things, it doesn't work out. But at Man. least at the very least we can say ah, but you know what, you tried. Ah, it'll ball. But when you don't, or you wait until 85 minutes to do something, I'm kind of like, dude, what was the point in all of this? Like, the subs need to happen timely. timely. But uh, I don't see Ole, unless we finish outside the top four, he'll be there for another two years, for sure. Um, no, he'll be gone, yeah. But look, his, his, his biggest weakness has always been adjustment. His biggest has always been adjustments, and I think it's because he has so much faith in in Owens being able to figure out what to do. I read somewhere where they say that that's a big thing about what he, he about his philosophy and what he tries to communicate to the people who actually coach the team is them being able to figure out what to do on the pitch, on the fly, and not be. That's why it's that's why it looks like it's vibes compared to the system that Tuchel puts together and the system. And I honestly, like, that's why for me, the biggest thing that I'm going to be complaining about this team, because I know who coaches the team on a daily basis, Sana Carrick. So I remember a long time ago, Mandla, you know, that I told you a long time ago, I said, fuck, the assistants he has are trash. That's the thing that's annoying me. The people that he puts in charge to coach the team are not good. They look out of their depth compared to, you know, the, the coaches that are, are hands-on in their department. Because even Fergie was hands-off. And the reason why we won what we won is because Querosh was incredible. His mind was impeccable at the time. You know, at the time, at the time he, was, he was like one of the top three minds in the world. And that benefit. And before that, Ferguson had McLaren, who was top-notch as well. You know, so I couldn't, I, I'm like, you know, his substitutions are trash, but there's no way those substitutions happen without him advising his coaching staff. And they're the ones against young boys who decided that Matic was not a necessity once we went down to 10 men. They're the ones who decided we're going to bring on Dalo first instead of Varane. You know, like, decisions like that. Yeah, you but, know, but that it's, brings it's up a question, a, though, that, you know, if, if you're seeing that the... Your assistants are, are are not giving you timely information. This is not just a once-off event. There's a large sample size of games where we've seen Kuti. Yeah, there's some dodgy shit happening. Why don't you take a more hands-on approach? Because regardless of what the jo- the United manager's job is outside of football, the most important thing is. Football. I think he does take. I think he's, he's, he's a. What is the word? A primary. He's Nice is not the word, but he has too much faith. <laughs> yeah, but, but too much faith in them. Yeah, but even sometimes you go, you have to like step in and be like, you know, what, guys, listen, like this is clearly not working. Like, oh, you, we've definitely, got, we've got two seasons. No, now. he definitely needs to do that. Yeah, yeah, it's clearly not working. And why it hasn't happened earlier, and even it, I, I, maybe he's not trying to be accused of being impulsive when it comes to substitutions, but he needs to then begin to see that games. The more you let the players who are on the pitch continue struggling without something to, to spark them, the worse it's going to get. And if you get a change on yeah, uh, at that's 75 minutes, hey, yeah, you then get... Um, <laughs> There's you... no way Fred should have been on the pitch at halftime. Yeah. Like, if you saw what Fred was seeing five forty five minutes, take him off and be like, okay, we need to get control of this game because we can't progress it. Match on. Even if it's not 45 minutes, 60 minutes, they match on first. Then I bring on Sancho and Lingard to close the game to then get a whole thing. But he went the opposite way. 
And it's like, yo, fam, it worked, but you just could have worked 20 minutes earlier. Yep, we could have gotten a, a, probably a better cushion, but it's just, the, 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 I don't know whether it's fear or they're they trying to let players adjust. It's or, too much faith. Or like, like no. I don't know how you watch Fred for an hour and thought, yeah, Fred dies. Dog. Yeah. <laughs> Now, it's, like, you know, it's, it's the unwillingness to experiment. That's my problem with them is that if you're not willing to... This, remember, <clears throat> what's that? The Barbershop podcast, yeah, 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 LeBron and whatnot. We had Jigga in the room and he's like, so many people don't want to be uncomfortable. Like, people would be happier to make choices that they are comfortable with or things that they have a measure of security in rather than being uncomfortable. You learn more, to be honest, by being uncomfortable. Fergie would be livid i don't know it was um ben foster on the happy hour podcast last week was like anzi they came to south africa and played a game against uh, orlando pirates or wherever it was and they lost and fergie expected them to win he didn't play the strongest 11 because it was a preseason game but he still expected them to win but is that whole thing that not being satisfied and not being comfortable with what you have again fergie's book Every team has a cycle. No one is. No one can be said can be sit, can sit in the first mm. team for X amount of time. If we see a problem in a position, we're going to try and replace it either through the youth or we're going to go get someone. But at that time, the Glazers were more likely going to say, you know, just find something, you know, uh, in in the, in the in the youth department. That's where Ole, I think, mm. is not understanding is that if you want to win anything these days, you have to be super. You have to put yourself in a position where you have to be active, and everyone on the pitch can't rely on McTominay and Fred to be able to plug the gaps. So that people like Bruno don't take more defensive responsibility, because th- I think that that's it's, it's a it's a symptom when you see Bruno not chasing back or when you see him trying stuff that's a little too adventurous. Although it's, you know we want him to be creative, but that that's a symptom to Brad, be like, yeah. I don't need Bruno defending for me, bro. That only takes chances in the wrong area. Niggas trying to one touch in the by the, our own eighteen area. No, bro. No, but it's, it's discipline. What are you doing? It's Niggas discipline are... though. Like it's, it's discipline. Like <laughs> yeah. when every player can do that. Like in the Fergie days where. You could trust any player in any position to be able to clear the ball, to, to know what to do. It's that kind of discipline that it's like defending is not just his job. It's our job as a team. And I think that's why Tuchel's teams, yeah. that's why Tuchel's Chelsea works so well. Because they all understand, Kuti. They have to pull with this together to make it work. But with, Yeah, with Ole, that, that's a big thing that we don't have too, yeah. How off the ball as a team, we're just trash off the ball. Yeah, because when we're good, we're good, but we're inconsistent off the ball. When are, we, team. when are we ever good? Like when was when was the last game besides Leeds that we we, we looked you know excellent off the ball? Ah, uh, there's a run, there's a run of games last season where we looked good <laughs> off the ball. There's a run of games, yeah, where we just we we where we just took control. Like West Ham away last season was good. Spurs oh, yeah. away. Um. Was a good game. Spurs away was a really good game. Liverpool away was a great game. Away, we played well. We did everything but score that game. But did you see the, the names Spurs you mentioned? The last two games: Spurs, Liverpool. We seem to show up, and City, I think, last season as well. We seem to be that. No, team big that, games we show up. Yeah. Oh yeah, big but, games we show up. It's these teams that we're supposed to beat that we end up just losing the plot. That's the. And see, it's like this is the thing. You can lose. I, I never had a problem losing to Wenger's Arsenal um, twice in the year. Ah, not at all. But man, it's losing knew. to these chump teams, right? That's where the problem comes. Because there are more of these chump teams than there are good teams. So you might as well destroy Absolutely. the small teams and then, you know, get a draw. In, in. That's why that 6-1 against City never really hurt. Because we knew Gutioga is just the one oh, game. Yeah, yeah. We've got, you know, a bunch of other games where we can pick up points. But the problem is when we go up with that, you know, small team mentality against um, teams like Adana, Liverpool and whatnot, and we play them off the park, mm, and then mm, we get a, a Burnley, and then we draw one, and you're like, what the fuck, man? 
Like, you were worldies last weekend. Like, how is that not translating? Like, like all seven away when we lost to Portsmouth in the FA Cup. Ah, what dude was that, bro? Yeah, yeah. Ah. <laughs> yeah. I hated that. We were so good that year. I'm like, oh, we can cheese everything. I was so. I be, I thought the treble was coming, and then we lose. Yeah, Portsmouth. we were robbed of a treble, bro. Didn't did, did we get a red card back then? Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah, we did. Silly red card. But that actually brings me to like, just to close it out. What's the law? What's what's the worst loss that till this day you, you like you complain about that you've suffered as a United fan? Mandla, you go first. I know you have one. The worst loss. Like till this um, day, you talk about it. You're like you're like that. And it's not in like any game from like Fergier or whatever. Oh, oh, oh! This is this is fairly easy to me. Um, uh, yeah, to do, I think you you already know this, or you I'm sure you might have an idea. Um, that Champions League game, um, the LVG item. Um, we played a German team. We played a German team away from Wolfsburg. Yeah, it was a month. Wolfsburg must win game, and I think we were losing two one, and we needed to win. I think we we needed to draw the game or something, Bruh, Does LVG not bring on Nick Powell? Bruh? Oh yo, Jesus! Who hadn't played Bora in like two years, bro? This own hadn't touched competitive football for two years. Must win game, and he takes off my. And then, you remember. Mata under LVG. That was probably the best version of Mata we've ever seen. Takes Mata off throws on Nick Powell. And we lost the game. And I was like, this, this nigga is not serious. You just take off for, if I'm taking off Mata wasn't a problem. You bring on Nick Powell. And we lost the game 3 2. And I was like, ah, <laughs> of all the defeats, that one, mind boggling. Mind boggling. <laughs> Nah, man, I've listened to Butler complaining about that for years, man. So this, it's still funny till this day. <laughs> yeah, that nah, that's sub. Mind-blowing sub. Game was painful to watch. Valley, yeah, that's the one for me. Uh, mine's fairly easy. Uh, the 3-0 game we lost to Chelsea at the bridge. I remember which season. 0-4-5 when Joe Cole scored that ridiculous goal. I was... I was done with Mourinho and his bullshit. I was like, you know what? <laughs> Fuck this team. Like, after two... And that as a Chelsea fan, so it was just painful to be around the house. Like, another game we got outplayed. Like, quite literally outplayed. And there was not even... Mm. No complaining, mm. nothing. It was like, yeah. Like, that game hurts more than the six ones and the whatnot we've lost to City. Because on, on, the, on those days, that's when... That's when we saw Fergie's real nemesis come into the league. Someone who chipped away at his at his at his invincibility. I think in a in a more dramatic way than Wenger did, because Wenger only had the invincible. Yeah, only yeah. Mourinho had his number, bro. Like we, he could not figure out Mourinho. It wasn't that. I think he had to wait until his talent got there. Yeah. But it was like Mourinho had his number, bro. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> and he knew how to play. He knew how to play, Alex. Um, and I was more afraid. I, that 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 game made me more afraid of Chelsea games going to the bridge. Than, than, than going to Highbury or even then became the Emirates. Because for me, the, the whole thing, I think, and no disrespect to Arsenal fans, it's just you yeah. guys had the one gold trophy and that was it. After that, weren't necessarily a factor anymore. Like, yeah, you know, you had your run. I think it was the Champions League in 05 when they went to the finals. But even that game, I was confident they were going to lose. 
because uh, he didn't have enough to, mm. to 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 win. But after that, it, Fergie um, Jose was the nemesis. He understood uh, how to play the mind games in the Premier League. He understood how to play Fergie's teams, and that scared me because I was like, yeah, now it's not assured anymore that you know we can just walk to the title. It's it's literally going to be a problem now because this guy is not going to let up. So yeah, and, and yours. Man, mine, mine is is the um, the Milan item. The three 0 we lost to Milan away. You mean every that's, that's one colliding? Yeah, Jesus. yeah, that 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 that's leg that series. <laughs> that's the one that sticks with me. Because <laughs> even though we won the first leg, even though we won the first leg, like Kaká made us look so stupid that game, man. Like when he made mm. homeboys collide on, I was just like, ah, woman, really at all trash for dog. And then we go to Milan, and they literally made us look like boys, like kids. Yeah, hey, you almost wonder why the hell did we even play that second leg, bro? Because <laughs> 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 you remember we, were, we sort of we Rooney. I think Rooney scored an injury time winner at Old Trafford. Yeah, so at Old Trafford. Yeah. Yeah. We went to Milan thinking, ah, there's a hope, there's a chance. I find it. Hey, dog. I don't even know if we had a shot on target in there. I just remember <laughs> us just getting Dude. outrun. They were just all all over us. And that was, you know, that was ilmatic Kaka. That was Kaka at the peak of his powers. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah. That was definitely a painful game. That was Kaka. And those those days where Kaka, any Kaka got a, Kaka was a dual threat. That was what was scary about him. Because he could run the ball like a crazy person and just find himself like a striker, like, you know, prime Ronaldo. But he could also hit the shot outside the box like he was Lampard. Mm. So it was like a combination of both of those things. And so every time he got the ball, you were just scared. You could hit a worldie from 40 yards out. <laughs> or you could grab the ball from halfway line and dribble your whole team and score. Like he was, that year he was so scary, bro. And Ronaldo was almost there. Not there yet, but almost there. And, but, you know, Ferguson, that second leg, I remember he played Fletcher and Carrick and Skull. And or something like that. He played some weird four three three because Ferguson used to overthink the, the 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 Champions League as well. And that second leg, man, Manley, you're right, dude. Saw, like you watch those highlights, dude. We don't. Even, I don't even know why we played that second leg. Like it was really just so bad, dude. The goals we conceded. It was raining. It was the San Siro. It was. It was just how we look like kids out there, man. Kids. Just getting beaten by all these these those Milan Bali's dude. It was, it was ah until this day I, I, that stings because I had so much belief. The way we won the first leg, I had so much belief. I was like, yes, this is it. 1999 again. Yes, <laughs> and then uh, luckily we won it the next year. But ah, uh, that lost stung, bro. Because you know the Champions League, dude. You you go so many years being trash in the Champions League. And then the one year you have a good team, you're like, hey, guys, we have a good team. And that year we had a good team, man. And you get one chance in the Champions League. You might win the Premier League a bunch of times, but you get one chance in the Champions League. Back then, now it looks like you can get a bunch. But back then, you got one chance, bro. One chance. And if you didn't take it, then, hey, you are going to be, next year, you're going to be wishing you took those chances. Come on. Ah, lost. I That's know. why I own these losses. I'm not even worried about it, guys. Ah, no. 
have suffered in the Champions League with Ferguson. Ah, yeah, we saw we we've been to the trenches and back. Ah, way back, bruh. But we'll see. Hopefully, guess, this season it's better. Probably uh, not, but open. We have a squad, dude. We have a squad. It could be. It could be. But you know, this is that. That's the, this is the league where you know coaching matters more, and you know, all of our coaches need to show up. Otherwise, we're not. We can't even consider dreaming any further than the group stages, bro. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, facts. Facts on facts. This looks like a good place to stop. Anyway, this has been a very insightful chat. Nothing, nothing too, too crazy. Though. This is what we talk about all the time. Anyway, so <laughs> United is our, all our first loves and it's still our first point of frustration. Yeah, unlike yesterday, last episode, which uh, I've been getting interesting DMs about. Yeah. I'm sorry, my what guy. What happened last episode? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, we need to go listen to yeah, it. We, we talked about a whole lot of shit. <laughs> Oh, I don't know. I'll go. I'll go check it out. Um, I'd love to know why people are DMing, man. Yeah, a lot of angry people, but yeah, good for them. Just keep stay salty. Stay <laughs> salty. Munu, that's what I live off of. <laughs> All right, man. Man, thank you again for joining us, man. This was awesome. Word for him. Nah, thanks for having me. Actually. Had a good time, and yeah, bro, can't wait to join future calls whenever, especially once the season gets hot or the purple patch. You know, the purple patch, always purple patch, it's gonna come at some point where for Man. temporarily <laughs> our, <laughs> our, we look like the our greatest team ever created. Sucks. Yeah, <laughs> for a few games, we're like, ah, Yons, we're actually gonna win it all, and then mm. yeah, it all comes crashing down. Hopefully not this season. I think we've suffered enough. We need to, you know, drink a little bit of, of that bruh, champagne. Uh, I'm, done. I'm tired of suffering, bro. 